Hey everybody, thanks so much for coming back and joining us. Goody and Johnny Mo with the movies. Tonight we're doing episode 54. We've had a little small hiatus, but we finally got back to see a couple of films. Tonight we are going to be bringing you Doctor Strange in the, the multiverse, multiverse in the multiverse of madness. Right? That's the name yep, of it? Yep. Doctor okay. Strange in the multiverse of madness. And uh, we actually got to see this twice over the weekend. We saw it yeah. on uh, Thursday night it. preview night. And Thursday then we saw night it again. opening weekend. Opening weekend, yep. And this, which, which is this past weekend. And then we saw it Saturday Saturday morning yeah. uh, with the, the, family. the greater the greater the greater family. Yeah, quite a lot of people actually. Uh, but before we get into that review, as always, we are going to be doing our little drink of the episode. I am drinking uh, one of my favorites, um, Abito Turbo Dog out of New Orleans. Um, you haven't had that in a while. No, I haven't. Oh, I'll be honest with you. Um, it was kind of hard to find. It wasn't always available. You could yeah. always go to Big Daddy's uh, in Massapequa, or there's another one somewhere on Long Island, which is a New Orleans restaurant, and um, they usually have Turbo Dog there. Um, and there was a couple of occasions where I ordered it. One year I, I asked the guy if he Through could get... Through a distributor? He, yeah, I asked him to get me a case, and he did. Um, but now some places are, are ha I'm seeing the six-packs. Um, I wonder if it's like a seasonal... And thing. I like the Abita Turbo Dog. It's, it's got a little bit of like a chocolatey taste to it. I, I okay. dig it a lot. Mine is uh, real simple. It's a, a Sam Adams, uh, one of their summer seasonals, uh, Porch Rocker. This is uh, very tasty. Are we still in the summer? Well, are we? Well, we're, we're getting to summer. We're, we are only in the spring. Oh, we didn't even hit the summer yet? Oh, man. The warm, <laughs> oh. Uh, so listen, so it's just going to get warmer. Oh, boy. Thank okay. goodness for that. Uh, here's to all of you. Thanks, you guys, so much for the support, listening, watching, wherever you guys are. Cheers. Cheers. Please uh, grab your drink and join us. Now, shirt-wise, I don't have, I'm pretty sure I don't have a Doctor Strange shirt per se, but I do have my Stan Lee as everybody shirt, and I'm pretty sure that's Stan Lee as Doctor Strange. Dead center in the middle, center square, Hollywood squares, dead center. Um, so that's as close as I get. <clears throat> Good. And what shirt are you wearing? Oh, I'm not, nothing special. Nothing special, but this I can't is not see a, it. This is not a... A graphic tee. It's a bourbon tonight. shirt. It's a bourbon shirt. Okay. Look at yeah. Should have drank bourbon with this thing. All right. So. So before we get into the movie. Well, what are your thoughts on the first film? Real, Like real, real quick. Yeah. Okay. Quick, even going just, even further back than I was going to go. Okay. Um, I'll be honest with you. The first film was a long time ago. I think I only saw it once. But my recollection, my recollection, my recollection of it was that it was Okay. But I thought it could have been better. Um, I thought I thought Dormammu was a little too CG. Mm -hmm. I thought Doctor Strange origin story was a little too convenient. How all yeah. of a sudden he just became like somebody who would have nothing to do with any of this to all of a sudden being master of the mystic arts, maybe even um, like Sorcerer a, like Supreme, <laughs> like, like in, in a really short amount of time it seemed. Yeah, it seemed way too accelerated. Yeah, I thought that. Um, I, I thought the movie was okay. I, I really did. It was not one of my favorite um, Marvel films during the Infinity Saga. Um, I liked. You know what's funny? I thought Benedict Cumberbatch did a good job. I just didn't like Doctor Strange. Yeah, I just I, thought he was a jerk, and he was just portrayed that way over and over again. It's like, all right. I, at some point, I know you're going to want me to flip the switch and and feel for this guy and like him. Well, to, and I just didn't. To be to be fair, 
Stephen Strange in the comics before coming Doctor Strange was a jerk. And I and I completely understand. Like it, I understand. That's like that's of, the portrayal. That's part of his. Um, but I just character part of his evolution. Being like, you know what? There's a difference between like him and a guy like Tony. Like Tony's also portrayed as kind of like this, this a little bit of rich, pompous, jerk. Bit. Yeah, like definitely like jerkish. But he was funny, charismatic, and throughout the film of Iron Man, you really see his his yeah. transformation. Yeah, no, to I care I get about that. other people. But St- Stephen Strange in the comics really is basically a selfish, self selfish, self centered character. Yeah. With not too many redeeming qualities except his medical expertise. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he is a genius. Like, he is yeah. a medical genius. And that you, you see, um, obviously, throughout the film. And obviously, that's, I mean, right. we, we know that's why he, he adapts so quickly to learning everything. But like you said, I do feel it was convenient because it's not like he's at, is it Comitage? Is that how you say that? Comartage. Comartage. Uh, well, he's not there that long and he just happens to amass this knowledge so quickly. Yeah. To he's, the point where he even has the eye of Agamotto, Agamotto. and he's he's totally and he knows how to use it, and he's pow- and he's comfortable with it. It makes sense, yeah. And he's so adept. Now, keep in mind, um, you know, Stephen Strange as a jerk in the comics, you really only see once. Um, uh, Doctor Strange first appeared in Strange Tales number one ten, but when he appeared in Strange Tales one ten, he was already Doctor Strange. It wasn't an origin issue. I think it was in uh, Strange Tales one fifteen where they where they did the origin issue, mm-hmm. and it was literally one one issue, and that's like really the only time you saw Doctor Strange as just Stephen Strange. And you know they they in a short amount of time just said, "Yep, he's a jerk," and then you know he becomes <laughs> Doctor Strange by the end of the but and then and you never really see the jerky Stephen Strange almost right. ever again, you know. So sometimes it's you know it's hard it's hard to forget that. But in the movie. I think it's because it's you know I think it's, you know, they're doing an origin for sure, you know I think you you see Stephen Strange quite a bit in the movie before, well, you see, like, he, his, before he becomes Doctor Strange. You just see his arrogance like over and yeah, over again. Yeah, it is. They, they they make a point of it and they have to because it's an origin story. And but an, and, an origin and I agree. I thought like Dormammu was just he looked like. I, there was nothing menacing about him at that time. Like just, he was just, he was all just CG. He looked like a part. It looks like it looks like they took a party balloon and like put it in front of a green screen and put some special effects around it. He like, was like, just like metallic, a like metallic a, balloons. Ripley, yeah, I, it was. He it was, was okay, but that was. He was very unreal. And I feel it like that's why, like, I just CG. had like no. He was almost I didn't like care he was almost like a floating like, head. Yeah, that's almost what it felt right. like. And, and the comics, Dormammu. You know, is a guy. You know, he's he's a guy. He can sometimes he can appear as being large, but you know, for the most most of the time, he's walking around like a guy with like a flaming head. Right. You know, um, so he's, you know, so it was a little it, the portrayal of Dormammu was a little different. Yeah, I, I, that was it for me. It was just okay. You know, yeah, and I, was I like, agree. And the the trailer for this film, I think, was very me, interesting. Had me going a little bit more. Like, had me very interested in seeing. Yeah, this film. They, they pulled. They there was a lot of discussion about the trailer. They, there was a lot of I think a lot of different trailers, and um, I, I, I was very much looking forward to the movie because it, based on the trailer, it looked like it was going to be a really good movie. Yeah, and I think maybe the trailer maybe hyped it up a little bit too much. I'll say the or, people that made the trailer did their job well. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where it's like you know, 
I don't know that the movie lived up to the trailer, but I think the movie wasn't bad, certainly. But um, but I was I was expecting I was expecting a little better. I mean, so we had Sam Raimi direct this film, bringing in a known you want to say horror director. Well, like I guess he, well done, he started out horror. he started out as horror, but I think he's done quite a bit. I mean, I mean, since yes, he, he's not strictly horror for yeah. sure, but, I mean, but he, he tried was, to bring a horror flair to this. Yeah, to the yeah, MCU, no, absolutely. And he was, you know, he did the uh, the original Spider-Man movies. Yes, he did. He did the yeah, first so three. He, so he's got, uh, yep. you know, he's got some super superhero chops under his belt going back. Yeah, and a lot of people ways. still consider Spider-Man Two to be the best Spider-Man film. So he, you know, that's he did give us that. Yeah, I quality-wise, it, it just might be. It's a little. I mean, even though you know, Spider-Man. Far From Home? No Way Home? No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. As fun as it is, it's, you know, there's a difference between a movie that's fun and a movie that's just well made on point. And I think Spider-Man 2 is like solid three and a half, maybe even four stars. Yeah. Very well made on point. Whereas Spider-Man No Way Home is isn't necessarily a, a well-crafted movie. It's just because of so many things going on, so many characters. Right. It's and it was done, and it was done. That was done well, because sometimes you can, you can do that. Well, you could have too many. You could have too many characters, and, 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 and you can't handle well. it. But they yeah. were able to handle it, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I, I thought, uh, you know, bringing in Sam Raimi to again because you're, you're going to be dealing again with a lot of characters in this <clears> film. You know, in the previews alone, you had Doctor Strange. We knew that um, Wanda was going to be in this. Yeah, you know, and we knew, I, and we knew that there's this other girl who turns to be America, America Chavez. America Chavez. But I, I think the biggest speculation Wong was, Wong was in this was who <clears throat> who's who, the villain? Who was going to be the villain and/or villains? And there was enormous speculation because I mean, it went from I think it went from Mephisto mm-hmm. to Nightmare to Shumagorath. Yes, <clears throat> you know. So I mean, <clears throat> there were a number of I think, theories. I think they were expecting the Fisto to show up uh, in Wandavision. Yeah, but and I still think and that, that I still happened. think there's a I still think there's an expectation that Mephisto is going to Mephisto is going to show up somewhere. The fact that this was the multiverse of madness, um, and even going into the film where they started talking about dreams, because we're still going, okay, who's going to be? Who's, even while we're watching yes. the film, who's going to be in it? What's going to be? Well, just because they, they show you in the trailers, like you see multiple Doctor Strange characters. Yeah. And obviously, if you've seen the What If series, you know that there is a Doctor Strange episode that he's in, and like you see an evil version an evil of version. himself and you're right. like alright is that going to be connected you know is it is the evil Doctor Strange going to be the main villain right you know and the fact that it's the multiverse of madness the whole madness thing plays into it because even they were talking about dreams um, one of I mean the, the very first Doctor Strange villain and one of his one of if Doctor Strange has a rogues gallery would yeah. be would be Nightmare who is you know you know just Lives in the dream dimension or whatever, screws around, make you know, gives you nightmares. You know, he's a, he's a he's a kind of a powerful demon, you know. So really brought into that. Then you the fact that you were dealing with you dealing more and more with the multiverse, um, possibly the Living Tribunal, who is yep. the Marvel character most associated with the multiverse. He's actually the know, guardian of the multiverse. Of the multiverse, okay. You know, he's he's a he's a singular character, 
um, that lives outside of the universe and almost like he can go into universes, mm -hmm. but like he's he's like the multi the multiverse guardian. Um, and then and then you have in the previews you got this you know giant octopus, one eyed octopus running around yes. in New York City, Manhattan, tossing cars around, tossing cars around, and that's just screaming Shumagorath. You know who is the Doctor Strange villain, and you know we're, we're going to talk a little bit about more about all, of the, especially about the ones that are in the movie, but you know, it was um, there was a lot to to think about and a lot to absorb. There was, and I just, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, hey guys, spoilers for those of you guys who who don't know what we're all about, you know, it's going to be spoilers. Um, I, I just. I had a feeling that there, there was a chance that it could have been Wanda, but they didn't portray it that way. They portrayed it as if Steven was going to go to Wanda and she was going to help him. And they him. were going to join forces. Yes, which would have been a really cool thing to see, the yeah. two of them teaming up together. Yeah. Um, that's certainly not what we got. And I, I find it funny because I was just thinking about this the other day. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the Scarlet Witch in the MCU is a lot more powerful than the Scarlet Witch in the comics. Unless, you know, something's been going on for the last 10 or 20 years. But the traditional Scarlet Witch, you know, is a mutant with, you know, altering, you know, changing probabilities. You know, she's got a little bit of, uh, you know, witchcraft training underneath the belt. But she's nowhere near what she is in, in these movies. Like, she's really powerful. And I feel like they did the same thing with Hela in, the, in Thor Ragnarok, you know, Hella in the comics is a pretty tough cookie, but in the MCU, she's like more than double that. Like she's she can take on Thor and Loki at the same time. You know, Hella in the in the comics can't do that. You know, so so they're just they're just making some of these women really powerful more so than I think than some like counterparts. Like I think a lot of the male characters are about what they are like there's yeah. not a much i don't see just a, such a radical radical departure in, in their abilities i think they have to do that to just amp up the the villain right just to amp, just to make it more just to make it more of a you know a fight yeah right yeah because yeah. like you don't want it to, i mean if it, like just one-on-one -on -one it might like if you see if you see these two people go at it you don't know who could actually. I mean, is it going to be? You're thinking Thor is probably going to take out Hela most of the time, but you know, sure. with, but you amp her up the way that they do in the films, and now you start thinking, can Thor actually take her? And like they show that so early on mm -hmm. in Ragnarok, like how powerful she like. Like you said, like she took on both Thor and Loki at the same time, easily, and just easily wiped the floor yeah, with them. And with like, a smirk, and you're like, <laughs> and oh, this is actually, this is actually going to be a battle. This isn't going to be yeah. something very. This isn't going to be a simple fight. Yeah, she walked into that knowing that she was that the, she could no, take this that film. Of course, we yeah. get Scarlet Witch. I mean, but Scarlet Witch, we've seen her how powerful she's been getting we, we, with each with each film. I feel yeah. like she's been getting more and more. Well, powerful. it's really kind of funny because in the comic books, she was always just a Scarlet Witch. That was her character. In the MCU, she's Wanda. But you, the only time you've ever seen her called Scarlet Witch, is now, in so Wandavision, right? Because so in the in the beginning, like when they introduce <clears throat> her in this film, she's walking. Her and Steven are talking, and they're walking around, and then all of a sudden, it's revealed that it's Wanda mm -hmm. that's sending the demons after America Chavez, Chavez to get to her character, right, who we'll talk about too, and. She then calls herself the Scarlet Witch, and right. then that becomes a whole big deal. That's a whole big thing. It's and, apparently it's a whole legend, and 
Right. Like, they know this, like, at the commentage, like, Wong's going on about, like, the Scarlet Witch, and it's like, he's talking to, like, it looks like a room full of elders Mm -hmm. that just know about this legend. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently, like, and, like, it's an evil manifestation. Like, the Scarlet Witch is an evil thing, you know? Like, I mean, in the comics, the Scarlet Witch is just a Scarlet Witch. And whether she, there were some scenarios where she, like, you know, became evil and possessed or whatever, but she was still a Scarlet Witch. In In the MCU, it's like, She's Wanda. Yeah. And when she becomes the Scarlet Witch, that's almost like the evil version of her. Yeah. You know, so it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of odd because well, but, I, I remember that being the case where I'm like, you know, like, like, they don't call it, like for many, for a long time, she's never called the Scarlet Witch. And then finally she is. And, and it's, it's in this, in the MCU, it's this, it's, this, it's actually a, an evil connotation. Well, what was interesting is that so watching that on screen happen, I'm thinking to myself, so she calls herself, you know, that she's the Scarlet Witch. And I'm like, did she just name herself? And like, did she just come up with it? And then I'm, I'm trying to think back as to WandaVision. I was like, yes, in one of the, towards the end of the episodes, she doesn't call herself that. But Agatha Harkness, is that her name right? Agatha yeah, Agatha Harkness. She called her the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Because of her abilities and what she's been capable of doing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, so she was called that. But like, I don't know, we'll get into, we'll get into one of my biggest problems with this film towards the end. But okay. um, I so, mean, we get, we get introduced to America Chavez, which is uh, a new MCU character. Right. I, I think she's also in the comics. I, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about Marvel's today's, like the newer characters from today. Me neither, but, uh, but I looked into it, and okay. I think, not, not a whole lot, but just to see where she came like how from. old is this character? Um, I believe America Chavez was introduced in um, a comic book called Vengeance just within the past 10 years, maybe 2011, maybe 2013. And is that her, and her ability is to travel into through the multiverse? Um, I, it probably is because it looks like her. I guess I can't, I can't you know, they, they must have done it. Um, and to me, in my head, I wasn't sure if this was an original character or not because prior to this movie, I had never heard of her. And I'm like, I knew she was in the comics, but I didn't know, oh, like, okay. how new this character but was. But I was like, what an, you know, like, what an odd name. Like, like, you know, why are they calling, why is she being called America? Like, is it, like, that's not a common first name for anybody, America. And I'm like, you know, is it, are they, are they trying to make a point, some sort of analogy or symbolism? And I'm, and I'm not sure. And it's like, I found, like, I found, like, her jacket to be, like, annoying. Like, it's got all the... The stars, stars on it. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. And she's like, no, this, when she opens up her portals, they're also in and the this, shape of a star. In the, in the shape of stars, which is to me a little goofy, you know. So I was just like, you know, and the whole. I think one of the, one of the aspects of this movie that I, totally didn't buy, at all, makes no sense to me. But, I guess you needed to accept it in order for the movie to work somehow was the whole thing that your dreams really are taking place, their windows they're through the another other, they're windows they're, to another they're universe. other use in other world another multiple. Well you're, they're they're windows to, to what's happening in another universe. Yeah. It's not a dream. It's not it's not fiction. It's 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 re, it's reality somewhere else. Right. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, I mean that's just that's just asinine. It's 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 really like like it's stupid. Like, like it's not one of those things where you sit there and go, you go, you go, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> you know, it's more like, are you, are you freaking kidding me? Like that's that's where you're going with. 
I'm like, I'm like, but apparently, like, they needed that scenario for well, you to buy aspects into that. of the movie. So that, well, especially because, well, the, that's the, the movie thing, opens that's up the suspension with... of disbelief. That's the one suspension of disbelief that you gotta buy to get in there. Well, because the movie starts out that way, right? Like, our yeah. Stephen Strange is dreaming, dreaming about, about what... another Stephen yeah. Strange, and that's how he recognizes America. Yeah, and it's like. Like, it, it should have been some sort of magical thing where somebody's magic was making, they were seeing visions of dreams. Well, especially, like, in the one, you know, so, like, Wong was, like, because Wong almost doesn't buy into it. He's like, wait a minute, so that one dream where, like, I'm running naked and, like, a bear's chasing me? And she's like, yeah, that happens in another universe. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, like, it, it should be, it should have been, it should have been a scenario where, because you're a mystic, you know, you don't dream like other people. And, like, maybe sometimes you... You're in tune with other things going on because but also, of your mysticism. Which is also but they're making it sound like this is the case for everybody that dreams. Except everybody. for her, because she doesn't dream, so she's the only one of her. Yeah, so she's she, the only one. She's the yeah. She's she's from one universe only, which which isn't even ours. Which makes no sense too. And because, it's not it's not even our universe. Because the own so that puts her on par with the Living Tribunal. She's you know but but the Living Tribunal well not really, but the living the Living Tribunal isn't from one universe. He's he's beyond the universe. But like like that just I don't know, it just makes no sense. And then she's like, Oh, and that's why I don't dream because I can't see any I there's not there's none there's there's there isn't another one. one of me going on. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I know that's it's it's a big big suspension of disbelief when yeah. you start to hear that. And when they talk about the multiverse, I think um, you know you it, when you embrace the multi the, the multiverse is a common thing in the in the in the in the comics, you know. But it, ultimately, it's like there's billions of of or almost an infinite infinite yeah. amount of of universes out there that are alternate universes where different things are happening, you know. And it's like, you know, they got it, you know, they almost make it sound like, you know, there's like 700 of them. It's like, no, no, there's a lot more. Yeah. You know, and the thing that's, the thing that's funny about the multiverse is that it's, it's, it's not just the multiverse for Earth. Right, it's every world. It's the whole universe. The entire, okay, so our universe is freaking ginormous. And there's alternate versions of all these different things that are going on. Right. You know, so like you know, like if if you figure out all the different combinations, it's 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 too many. It's too many to figure out. You can't. You, you know? can't. Comp your brain can't comprehend. Yeah. How large the number is. And the thing, and the, one of the things that I just, everything just seems to be earth centric because like like if, like well, of course they, it's they talk be. about an incursion where like you know if you if you screw around with the multiverse and do something wrong, you destroy that entire universe. So it's like, you know, somebody does something wrong on Earth. You're destroying our entire universe, right? Which, but it's like okay, this one speckled planet, you know, right? Yes. So you know, so there's about a billion other people on a billion other planets that could probably do the same thing, and it's like, you know, like somebody you know in another galaxy with mystical powers might be causing an incursion that destroys Earth. You know, it's like, but we don't care about them. We only care about yeah, we only I care know. about us. You know, they get like like. It doesn't matter. It's just you know. I think I think a lot of people watch these movies and they sit there and say, "Oh, it's you know they messed up Earth." You know, when when Doctor Strange is on the on the Earth where there was an incursion and got messed up, it's like you know, oh, Earth is messed up. It's like no, no, it's the whole universe. Earth isn't messed up, but every planet in the solar system is messed up. Every solar system in our galaxy is messed up, and every single 
planetary system and every solar system and every single other galaxy in the universe is messed up and that's billions you know it's just yeah you know it's it's a little crazy you know so that's most people aren't going to think about that i know they're but, thinking about but that's they're what, thinking about what's right in front of them. right that's what the multiverse is and right. it's like you know it's it's a little crazy so um so just to talk a little bit about the living tribunal he was one of the guys that um people thought um could have been majorly involved in this film but there is a scene where i believe he appears i think in the very one of the very first things you see where um america chavez opens up a multiversal portal when they go in in the left corner there's almost like a face a large face um and it, it happens really fast and i tried watching it both times and it happens really oh i fast. definitely didn't catch this and to me it looks like the living tribunal the, the head of the living tribunal so i think hmm. now i don't know if that's a nod it might or be an easter egg, an easter to, egg? Know, i don't I know if it's to, an easter egg or something that they're gonna harken back to i have to you know i have to look into that and see if anyone else had really noticed that i actually i did not notice that yeah it's it's very hard to but see. i wouldn't have known to look for that because i'm not like and it's you, marvel yeah, for me like yeah, i, I don't you probably know, even know what he looks like but basically like i think like the living tribunal um he's um he's got three faces he's got a front left and right face you know, like oh, okay. and and it, it, the front one is completely he's and he's got like almost got like a like a shroud over his head and the front facing one is completely unobscured one of them on the side is obscured by half okay and the other one on the side is completely obscured so it's like you know you know one of those things like it's a you know, symbolism like, it's a symbolism yeah. thing but um he's a he's a pretty like giant like he's almost he almost looks like he's made of gold like gold crystal gold crystal character gold crystal body and arms and head and his head i think is actually looks like it's floating above his abdomen it's not connected it okay. looks like floating um and he's he's almost got like um like his fingers are fused he's really and he's unbelievable and in the comics he's unbelievably powerful he's one of the most powerful beings in the in the in the comics because he's um he like if there's there's been scenarios in what if books where um things were going wrong in a particular unit in, in like okay so i think there was a what if um uh, i don't know if it was either either dark phoenix or korvac were going to destroy the universe one or the other and the living tribunal basically just sat there and said okay there's a problem here <laughs> and I don't want it to spread to any other universes so he just sealed off that universe from all other universes whatever happens happens it can't it can't get out okay you know and he's got the he's got the, he's just like all right he can do it he's like sorry i'm bailing there's nothing i can do i'm bailing on this universes but i can stop it from spreading and he just seals it off he can do that he's he's really tough he's he's really tough so i'm hoping it wasn't just an easter egg and maybe it turns into something because at the end of the day they keep bringing up the multiverse it's not going away yeah. it was brought well, up in the spider-man movie spider-man movie was brought up in loki loki doctor so it's like yeah. you know and, you know and that's what they did in the comic books you know they everything happened on on earth and then it became interstellar and then all of a sudden they pulled in the multiverse and they never looked back you know i, I don't think once you open up pandora's box you can't go back i think not that no. you not that everything will always be multiversally important but it'll always be kind They're of gonna, there as as something to, to key off on. Yeah, no, I, th I think it's it, 
this is the way that that Marvel's going right now, and I think we're going to continue to see this occur more either in films and especially on the Disney Plus programs as well. Yeah, and I think it was something that they probably planned on doing after phase get get the after after saga after the fa- phase after three. the number of phases that had to deal with Thanos and oh, yeah. it's like they're like you know what like we we got to finish that and now we're on to the new phases and we can like you know do some stuff right you know like you know just i mean just like you know when the eternals brought in the celestials mm-hmm. you know we still have the carryover of the elders elders of the universe from from the previous films you know they're just going to they're going to start doing some bigger stuff Right, and I think that's where it's like it's not just going to be concentrated towards Earth. Like you're going to start to see yeah. that effect in the galaxy or the you know. And you know what? That was the case, and like you know, like big titles like Doctor Strange and Fantastic Four and Avengers and X Men. It wasn't you know they weren't just you know duking it out with somebody trying to rob a bank in in, in <laughs> Manhattan. You know they were dealing with planetary threats. You mean they needed to do something bigger than just a bank robbery? Yeah, solar system threats, galaxy yeah. threats, universal threats, you know, interdimensional threats. You know, Doctor Strange, you know, you know, Fantastic Four and Avengers pretty much dealt with mostly people in, in our universe, but Doctor Strange dealt with a lot of interdimensional stuff, as did Thor, you know, a lot of interdimensional stuff, a lot of, you know, different realms and types of things going on. So we got we to gotta get into a, a, a big reason why this movie is... Uh... You know, was made in one of the big story plot lines. Uh, so Wanda's whole thing is that she wants to be reunited with her her kids that she created using her magic in WandaVision. from WandaVision. Yeah, and that was her whole goal. And I think at the you know at the very end, one of the you know the after credits for WandaVision was her using the Darkhold, and actually she was like. I think she was in her like Scarlet Witch outfit, and she was mm-hmm. you. You could see her using the Darkhold, and she was basically trying to like find her children. And this this film kind of almost like picks up from that a little bit. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen the ending of WandaVision in so long, so don't kill me if I got that wrong. Mm-hmm. But I, if I vaguely remember that being the end credit scene. Yeah, and and I believe in the comics, the the Vision and Scarlet Witch limited series dealt a lot with. Wanda's children, and and I didn't really read them that much, but I, but my recollection, my recollection of of what I've heard and read about that is that, basically in the comics, you know, her children weren't real; they were cre- created by magic. Right, and and this is this is where, this is where I start to have, some real issues with this film. So let's discuss it. So Wanda wants to get her hands on America Chavez, so that she can open up a portal and take her. To a world where she can meet, be, be with her children be be, that are real. Yes. That are physical, actual beings. Right. And to be honest with you, I find, and I think I found this in, in WandaVision too, I find her kids to be almost a little annoying. <laughs> well, they're kids. <laughs> yeah, but they're not cute kids. They're like, they're not not cute kids. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just find them a little annoying. I don't know. They're just, you know, they're, 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 they're annoying. <laughs> well, so she has I, to find her too. I don't find them children. endearing. I'm like, if I was one, I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to look around for the best version of these kids in the multiverse. I'm not just settling for, for the standard. I got to, you know, you know, give them a little background. I don't know. They're just a little annoying. They were a little so, annoying. To me. Anyhow, I, I so we can't. So we can't just, we, we can't just, you know, talk to America Chavez and find a world, you know, use, find a, a world that, Maybe the kids, that Wanda died in another universe, and the kids are 
orphaned or by themselves so she can actually be a mother to them. No, yeah. no, no, we can't do that. We, gotta... we have to find a plan, uh, find a universe where the kids are real, their Wanda mother Wanda is still, there. is still there, is her mother. And we're just going to... And we're just going to go in and be like, no, 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 I'm going to take over from here. Yep. And not only I that... Want, I want your life. I want your life, exactly. I want to take your life over, you'll be dead. And not only that, I want to take this person, I want to take Chavez's ability from her, which will kill her, just so that, God forbid, something happens to her children, she could go to any any multiverse she needs to and in order to have it fixed. And do it, okay. Like, her oh, plan was to have was to fix it. Oh, yeah, it. that's what she said. If, if anything... Like a like disease if, if they, or something, yeah. or anything comes up, the multiverse has an answer, right? right. And so okay. she could use that. Because ultimately, I, in my head, I'm going like, you know, why wouldn't she just ask America Chavez for help and say just thank you? you know? That that However, would be it. That would be. Yeah. The, but that but would be the, end of the movie. However, America Chavez knows her knows that her plan is to get rid of the other mother. So I don't think she would agree to. But it. that's what that's what it is, right? So it's like she would end up killing the other yeah. Wanda. Mm -hmm. None of this makes sense. It just doesn't, because. That to me, this means that Wanda learned nothing from WandaVision, and at the and at the end of WandaVision, yeah. she has that whole battle with Agatha Harkness, and she sees the error of her ways and what she did to that town, and yeah. and and fixes everything. And Strange even says to her, like, you know, I'm not here about Westview. Like, you fixed that. You did the right thing in the end. Yeah. Okay. And here she is making the same mistakes. All over again to a whole nother level. Yeah, the the only to a whole nother level. I think the only way I might be able to explain that, and to, and to me it's conjecture because it's not obvious if this is what's happening in the film, is that um, if she's using the darkhold, the darkhold yes. corrupts you. Right, and it's and, evil. And, and granted, and that's what Strange talks about yeah. as well. But it's so. not just one of those things where you use it and it exacts a price. It's it's actually it it's it will corrupt your core. Yeah, it corrupts it is, your soul. It is, it is by definition an, an evil, an evil. Document. Right. You know, and and the fact that you know, and again, like we just literally get word of this dark hold in WandaVision, and then it's literally destroyed in like the first like 20, 30 minutes of the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Like, and be, that, yeah. But, that's, but that's the written version of it, and now we have to go to where it was actually like carved into stone. In Wondergore, yeah. And I'll yeah. be honest with you, I don't think that what that woman did to destroy the Darkhold would have worked. But it's, it, that's why I, that's why I don't like mean. You stabbed it with a, a dagger, so it destroyed yeah, the even Darkhold. If, even if it's a mystical dagger, it doesn't matter, because the Dark... The, that... That written version of the Darkhold has been around for thousands upon thousands of years. You know, it's it's not easily destroyed. I just, it, it, I don't know, like that's... The Darkhold is an immensely powerful... It's not just a book off the shelf. It's it's an immensely powerful book. Like you talked that's, before... That's, that you can't physically destroy for the most part, most likely. To me, it's, you know, some of these items, it's almost like the one ring. Like, you know, no mortal, like, weapon yeah. is really going to destroy this thing. But I just, I couldn't buy into it. It was, it, it lost me so much from that point because I'm just like, she she hasn't learned anything. Yeah. And then, and then in the, again, you know, when we get to the end, oh, she sees, what am I going to do with my other self? You scared the kids, 
they run to their actual mother. mother. They're not going to like you at all. They're never going to come to you're you. The, you're the boogie woman. Right. And you finally, like, you, you know, she says to herself that, like, I'm not the monster. And then she realizes she's the she, monster. Right. I guess it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? You know, you almost got to sit there and say, I can't believe she's doing this. And, the, and, the, and America Chavez is like, well, you know what? Let's give her what she wants. And then she's going to realize what she wants and what she's doing, what it actually means. And when push, push comes to shove, she's going to reject it. And luckily she did. But it, it's still like, and at the very, it's, it's, it's a, but even it's, like towards the beginning, like like when a, she realizes. It's, like a, it's, a contri it's like it's contrived story. What I just don't understand is, so for someone like Wanda, where when we first get introduced to her, her and her brother, right, Pietro, they're both um, exploited mm -hmm. kids for their abilities, right, by an evil faction. Yeah. And so the Avengers take them in and help them realize their potential, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, Pietro dies, but, you know, for Wanda, they, they're trying to help and help her. And here she is trying to exploit this young girl to the point where if you take her abilities, you're going to actually kill her. Mm -hmm. Like, how, like, are we not seeing the similarities to, like, Wanda... From a few movies back, I, I just I don't understand, and and I even read something to where uh, that Sam Raimi didn't even watch all of Wandavision. Oh, okay. It's almost like he got the Cliff Notes version of what happened, mm -hmm. because, and to me, like that would almost make sense. Right, because if you don't, you know, you can you can take liberties with a character that you don't understand, and 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 it makes more sense to you because you don't realize that it doesn't make sense just make just making the same mistakes over and over again the fact that when she's like she's killing all those people at comet uh, I, I hope i'm saying that mm -hmm. right like now she's killing all these people like, she just redeemed herself at the end of wandavision yeah right and now all of a sudden she's literally killing all these people see i i feel like they i felt that they they had to make in a multiversal storyline so they had to do it that way but if they weren't like Trying to shove the multiverse down your throat and get it introduced well, I bigger feel and like, bigger. See, that's this is that's that's part of it. I feel like it's just, I get it. Like the, you're, in, you're the, trying in the grand to... design, you're just trying to get the what's how the multiverse works and all that, and more exposure to it. And so they're like, okay, let's do this. I just felt like it wasn't executed well. Yeah, because like that to me was probably one of my biggest pet peeves about this film is that her her current actions in this film don't add up compared to where she was prior to. And I feel like that <clears throat> took me out a little bit because I kept saying, like, I just, I don't buy into... That. Listen, I'm a parent of three kids. I would do anything for my children. I understand, you know, losing them, and that would probably make you nuts. And I understand your, the, your, the discussion of the Darkhold and how that corrupts mm -hmm. to, to this point. But, like, it just, it went on... And it kept going on, like yeah. well, she kept becoming worse and worse and worse. And you know, it, you can keep talking about what well, she kept using the dark hold over and over again throughout all this, and that was corrupting her more and more. And I and I see that I, it's just just not learning your lesson from a show that we just watched a year ago mm -hmm. to this. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. it just that stuck with me for most of the film. No, I get that. And and to be honest with you, it it, it brings up another point. Um, another one of the potential villains that could have been like the whole person behind this movie was the demon uh, Chatan. And I didn't catch the name the first time I saw it, but I caught them I caught them mention the name in the second time I saw it. When they get to Wondergore, they talk about, you know, the fur the demon who actually 
Rolo. Oh, wrote it, wrote it on the, the wall. The demon is Kathan. Kathan is C H T H O N with a oh, like an accent with an accent in there somewhere. Kathan yeah. is a Kathan is a a really powerful evil demon, um, <clears throat> and if they were just gonna do a story for the sake of doing a story, they 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 probably would have been better off adapting uh, one of the Avengers storylines from the from the late seventies late 70s, early 80s, right in there, where um, takes place on Wondergore Mountain, all that stuff, um, and the Scarlet Witch is possessed by Cathan. Cathan right. is trying to manifest himself into the earthly plane through possession of Wanda. See, to me, that would have been a better story. If yeah. She, if, she was, if she was trying to use the book, and she, let's say she was searching for her kids throughout the multiverse, mm -hmm. right? And while she was searching, the demon took possession of her. Right. To the point where no one knew, no one could tell that it wasn't Wanda. Right. Until you know something, something until the demon revealed himself later. Right. That I would have bought into. That would have made sense. That would have been better. Because Cathan, like that would have been one of the things where, you know, you you know um Cathan was probably expelled from this earthly plane, you know, millennia ago by whoever. And it's one of these things where, but the dark hold still existed, so it's, a, it's he's got a connection to it, and it would have been one of these things where it's like using the dark hold to tempt Wanda to do things, and right. then you know get getting the hooks into her, and then be a, right. and able then he, to channel his yes through into her and take over her body. Yes, and I can tell you right now, that storyline in the in the comics is fantastic. It's like when like the the, the couple of issues where Wanda is possessed by the demon, she's like fantastic. Like she looks evil. She's like almost like white and um, like almost like death deathly looking and, and demon demonic. I mean, and it, oh, it was, it was uh, drawn by John Byrne. It was okay. when John Byrne was doing the Avengers. I mean, some of the covers in that run up and the, the it's just fantastic. And I, in in my head, I'm going. I wonder if Thon is going to be yeah. the ultimate bad guy because Thon and Darkhold is synonymous. But they, but you know, but you know, they dropped the name. They dropped the name. But he's not. They should, that's he's what not I'm sorry, but that story. that to me would have been much better if they would have made it so that she was possessed. <clears throat> that would have fixed so many of the issues that I had with with this. So but. when they talked about all the dreams, that's why I was like, oh. You know, I, I, I'm going to be really surprised that Nightmare isn't involved, but they didn't bring Nightmare in at all. No. But then you have this, the problem with Chumagorath, because Chumagorath is like, well, okay, is it Chumagorath? You now, know, now are, are this, we positive that this thing is, well, is Chumagorath? I looked into this. There's, okay. There's a whole, there's a whole to do about this. It's actually very interesting, because the visual of that creature in the movie. It looks exactly like Shumagorath. However, in the comics, Shumagorath is a lot bigger. He's a much larger entity. He's a lot more powerful. Um, Shumagorath is actually one of the most powerful entities in the comics. He's like on par with Mephisto. He's like he can destroy worlds. He can destroy galaxies. Like he's a, like an elder god or an elder demon. That's been around forever, and he is mad tough. So maybe this is his kid that you know Strange well, ends up destroying. So <laughs> apparently, and I'm pretty sure they don't mention this at all in the movie. That that 
They don't mention this thing by name at all. Well, they just it, say it was like a, a demon that was. You know what? It, I've I've been reading into it, and it does have a name, but I don't know how anybody knows that's what it's called. It's, it, the the name of that creature in the movie is called Gargantus or Gar Gargantus, something yeah. like that. And apparently there is a Gargantus in the Marvel comics. I think he's a submariner villain. A submariner villain. He's some sort of like you know undersea, you know sea monster or whatever maybe he's kind of like an octopus i'm not sure but it's not the same it's not the same gargantus in the comic books okay but regardless i'm pretty sure first appearance of gargantus is going up <laughs> but the first appearance of shumagorath went sky high because of all this thinking stuff. that this was going to be there right so yeah. the problem with shumagorath is is that marvel slash disney is not allowed to use the name shumagorath who owns the rights the name Shumagorath falls under the estate of Robert E. Howard. Man? No, Conan. Okay. Robert E. Howard created um, a whole bunch of different people. He created Conan, he created Red Sonia, he created Cull, and a whole bunch of other, probably even named some sorcerers in there too. But in, in part of Robert E. Howard's work, Shumagorath, is also mentioned. So when Marvel bought the rights to Robert E. Howard characterizations, they were in the 70s, they were able to do Conan books and Cull books and Red Sonja books. Okay. And they introduced Shumagorath as a villain all in the early 70s for Doctor Strange, you know, and all the other things that ever appeared in, in Robert E. Howard books. But at some point, Marvel gave up the rights to the Robert E. Howard properties. They gave them to, I think, Dark Horse at one point. And then later on, I think Dynamite got them. Okay. You know, it's one of these things where the none of those characters were created by Marvel. They're all Robert E. Howard creations, even though maybe they put a slightly different interpretation. They, they, they did their they spin on them. They, they published them. You know? They published the stories right. that, that were written about And them. that's okay. why like they gave up, you know, what they... They gave it on to somebody else, and it's, and, and it's changed. And I think when you when you somebody buys those rights, you get them all. And so now it's like a package deal, you know. So until Disney buys out the people, <laughs> the comic book company okay. that so has they, those rights, so they can't use it. They can't use the name, but they okay. like the look. They call it something else. They made him a lot, and I can tell right now they made him a lot less powerful because basically they made him look like in the in the movie he's he's not really a top dog. He's just you know. In the movie, he looks just like a, a giant one-eyed octopus. He's a giant one-eyed He's a giant, you know, he's a bruiser. He's, you know, he's somebody yeah. to send in to, you know, screw things up, you know, like you send in the, you know, like a brawl or whatever. You know, he's a mystical monster, monster brawler, but he's not, you know, a mastermind. He's not, he's, okay. a, he's, a, he's a pawn. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a demonic pawn to be used by someone who's as powerful as a Scarlet Witch. Whereas at the end of the day, if it was real Shumagorath, he would he would have been the villain behind everything, yeah. you know, trying to take over the this universe or the multiverse, and and it's totally not that. But they but he's cool looking. But he's cool looking. Yeah. And at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, that's just the MCU's version of Shumagorath. And the only reason they didn't call it Shumagorath was because of which which happens the copyrights issues, which is which was actually kind of fun. I didn't know Shumagorath was a Robert E. Howard. They creation. probably could have paid for the they could have they could have paid for that and just not not I don't, mean, I don't like, think I mean, so. I don't mean buy the rights out. They could have talked to the estate and be like, hey, we want to use this character. Here's some cash. 
Yeah, but then at the end of and the day... And they basically borrow it. They what they were it. planning on using the character for, it probably didn't even... It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. He, he wasn't a player. He was just, right. you know... Like you said, he was a pawn. It wasn't he was a set big. piece. You know, you know, monster shows up in Manhattan, boom, Doctor Strange takes him out. So now let's get to let's still, get to the big cameos. More cameos. Well, let's talk about the big ones because these are the ones that actually mattered. The the largest cameo that we got is when they went to the one oh the God. one version oh, of the Earth that has I wasn't even thinking that about almost looks like a futuristic Earth. Yeah, and we so find we out have... that they you know Strange and in, in America get get captured, and Strange gets brought into he gets escorted by these Ultron bots that we find out. Yes, yeah, you know you bots, thought you were Iron. I thought they were I, Iron you Man. You thought they were Iron Man bots, and, and I not. and I was like they don't look like Iron Man bots to me, and but they're Ultron bots. Okay, so the Ultron bots bring him in to the Illuminati. And, and I'll be honest some... with you, I have a problem. I have a little bit of a problem with the Illuminati. One, in their inception, and two, what happened to them. I had a huge problem with what happened to them, which yeah. we'll discuss. But the, you know, these, this film, I thought this scene was trying to sell the, these cameos off as like the big reason to see this movie. Yeah. You know, incorporating Captain Carter, which we saw from the What the If what series. If. Um, Black Bolt. Which is from the, from the humans, which is the same, same actor guy, apparently from the TV, TV show. TV show. Um, and then we had Monica. Was it Monica? Which Rambo is it? It's the mother. It's got to be the mother. It's Mon mother from Monica Rambo. Well, from they don't uh, say Captain who she is, but I'm assuming it's Monica Rambo. Captain yeah, Marvel. it's the it's the same actress that was that played the mother in the Captain Marvel movie. So we know that she's like it's definitely no, her. but the mother, the daughter was Monica. The daughter was in WandaVision. No, the daughter, the daughter was in Captain Marvel. Yes. That's and then Monica she, Rambeau. And then she, she grows grew up, up and she's in to WandaVision. become WandaVision. And but that's the, the girl. No, in, it's not. Oh. No, it's not. Different actress. The actress, it's the, it's the actress who played the mother in WandaVision? The actress. No, no. The actress who played the mom in Captain Marvel. Oh, the, in the mother, the actress who the played the mom in Captain, in Captain Marvel? Marvel is Captain Marvel in this, in the oh, Illuminati. Oh, okay. So that's, that's. That's a switch then. It's it's Brie Larson's friend. It's yeah. Car it's Carol Danvers's friend, the other pilot. Yeah, but I don't think the other pilot is Monica Rambeau. I I don't know who I don't know which Rambeau it is. It's so, it's one of the Rambeaus. Yeah, it's Monica, and I don't know what the other. But the, the daughter. The, I thought the daughter was is it Monica. Ram not Remy. I thought the the daughter the daughter was Monica Rambeau, and that who that's who is Captain the the. No, Black that's not Captain Marvel in the comics. No, that's um, I think she does become Captain Marvel in the comics. Yes, but in this iteration <clears throat> yeah. of the Illuminati, what they're showing is it's the actress who played who right. is Carol Danvers' friend in Captain Marvel. Is we this have, Captain Marvel? So we have her. So we have her, and uh, we have Mister Fantastic, and we get a huge cameo for Mister Fantastic, which is John Krasinski from The Office, who's who's been a, a huge. Um, this has been talked about for the last few years that, as a, uh, a fan casting, Krasinski should be Mr. Fantastic. Oh, and of course, okay. Emily Blunt, his <clears throat> wife in real life, should also be Sue Storm. Oh, really? That would be great. So that has been a, a big... Now, we don't see Sue Storm or that's anyone same, else in the family. That's the same team from Quiet Place. Yes. Yeah, okay. Good. good. So... Um, that was a, a you know that got a lot of cheers when we saw him. And Baron Mordo is also in the Illuminati. And Mordo's in this too. He's yep. the only he's, character we already knew. Yep, he's he's well, we already knew about in the MCU. And then we get a really great cameo 
that we hear the voice of in the trailer, but we don't see anything, but we finally get to see Professor X. We see Patrick, Charles Xavier. Patrick Stewart as Professor X. We see him back, and he's in the yellow hover chair that we mm -hmm. see in the X-Men animated series, and we also hear the theme, the music from, from the, the animated, animated series. series, which I've only seen a couple oh, of episodes from, but I, hearing, but I recognize that. Hearing that, that music. music when the chair comes out was so great. Like That brought back a lot of really cool memories, and I was really happy that they did that. But so I having said that, I think I almost felt like my problem with the Illuminati. I don't know. I don't know what the I, reason I, for being I, created was. I don't know if I felt underwhelmed by who was on it. Except I think maybe like Captain Carter. Like Captain Carter is not a powerful person. Yeah, but if you're saying that, then why is Captain America on the on the Avengers? Yeah, but Captain America, I don't know that Captain America would consider him part of the Illuminati. But the Illuminati is kind of like the Avengers of this Earth. Yeah, but I, yeah, you know, I, it's weird. There I, are I, no Avengers. Like, yeah, this is, there this, are no this, Avengers. This, this is, I, I this is who like, they are. I feel like these are the guys that are making the, tough, the toughest decisions on a grand scale. Yeah, I guess if, I, yeah, okay, I guess if... Just her morale. If you don't have Captain America and you have Captain Carter... I guess they're equivalent. But it's 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 the morale, right, that like she brings. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah, always okay. do the right thing. Okay. Because Captain Marvel is intergalactic, super powerful. Mr. Fantastic, smartest man on earth, Professor Xavier. Okay, so you got you know, one of the best strongest telepaths, telepaths. One of the strongest yeah. telepaths on earth. You got Black Bolt and you got a mystic. Well, you actually have the Sorcerer Supreme. In that universe, right? Which what, that's so, right. Okay. That's what Ford. So I guess was. so. I guess that makes sense. Um, but however, now having said that, these guys are really tough. These guys are really tough. But and they. But Wanda comes in. Well, they and they even say that they say if the Scarlet Witch comes, we're not worried about her. Right. And and Strange and, is telling them the whole time, you have no idea what you're up against. And of course. But I, they almost they almost seem like they know what they're up against. They they because they know about the Scarlet Witch. They say, yeah, we'll take care of her. Right. But then Scarlet Witch comes in and. Pretty much yeah, it takes care of them. Like it, it, and to me, it was almost a joke. It, like, yeah. it wasn't like don't get me wrong. Like the way that she takes out Black Bolt by shutting his mouth, and he blows himself up. He, he, he basically like gives himself a a, a stroke. <laughs> basically yeah. gives he, himself he, like he, he hemorrhages his head. Yeah, that was actually very imaginative. Yes, but she was basic, and her being able to take Captain Carter is the no brainer. At the end of the day. Yeah. You know, you're the one fight that, that she, power. the one battle that she should have had was Captain Marvel. That well, should have been a, a, a better fight. Yeah, um, and I guess Mister Fantastic. I guess you're gonna take him out because you're 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 super duper powerful, but I I feel like she should not have been able to kill Captain Marvel, and I feel like she should not have been able to kill Professor X. The way that she was able I'm to like, combat Xavier when Xavier was in her mind. And then snap his neck the way that she did. I just, I don't believe that could happen. I, yeah, I don't believe that she would have been able to kill Captain Marvel or Professor Xavier that easily and that yeah. fast. Like, I, I, I just don't buy it because basically she shows up and pretty much. And these are the people that took out Thanos. Yeah, she kills everybody in the Illuminati with the exception of Mordo. Baron Mordo. So Baron oh, Mordo, Mordo, Baron Mordo is by himself, and that's it. Yeah, and it's like, really? They're all so the Illuminati's gone. They're all dead. I know. And to me, I, that's why I, I just don't. I, uh, 
that bothers me. Just not a, not a huge fan of that scene. Uh, other than the fact that like, there was really cool cameos, really cool to see these yeah. characters in live action, uh, especially seeing Krasinski, who we think is coming into play, Mr. Fantastic, in the Fantastic Four film. Well, yeah, I mean, this, I mean, in, in all honesty, this was their way of subtly preluding to the introduction of, of some of these characters in, in, right. in future, in, 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 in our, MCU. In our MCU. In our, right. So, like, if, um, if Professor X, if he exists in he, this Earth, yeah. he should exist in our so Earth. I think, you Same know, thing with Krasinski. I think the X-Men are coming. Yeah. I think the Fantastic Four are coming. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that they're doing anything with Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. I think they're going to yeah. keep Brie Larson. No, the, the next film is called Marvels. And it's like, there's a few that's not just her. And I think this is where Monica Rambeau is going to come back. Oh, okay. The daughter's so, going to be. Oh, okay. I think, so in they're going to have another one. Okay. Yeah. And I would be very surprised. Well, I don't think they're going to do anything with Captain Carter. Like I think I don't think Captain Carter is going to ever be part of our universe. A movie? No, I don't Shouldn't think so either. Be. But um, I don't. I don't. I would be very surprised if they pulled the Inhumans into the MCU. Yeah. I think they haven't even touched the X-Men yet. I can't be pulling uh -huh. the Inhumans in. The Inhumans yeah. at one point in time were supposed to be, but then the TV show screwed that up. Yeah, because the, cause, uh, cause the Inhumans actually pull into a lot of the things that have already happened because the Celestials created the Eternals and the Deviants and what the, what the Inhumans are. The Inhumans are an experiment by the Kree on Earth, kind of replicating what the Celestials did with Earthlings. So what the Celestials did was created the Eternals and the Deviants. The Kree tried to do something like that on Earth, and they created the Inhumans. And at the end of the day, we already have Celestials, Eternals, right. Deviants, and Kree. So we have all the things that, have, that, that, that made the Inhumans exist. Right. So... They could. I mean, it's possible down they, the line. They could do it without. Do you know, it's just one of those things where it's like they don't have to explain anything else. It's already right. everything's there. Whatever the explanation that they use the same explanation in the comics, all those elements have already been introduced, and that's what it comes down to. Like you know, they you know you couldn't just introduce the Inhumans and then and then introduce Kree and Celestial. You know, like unless you did something completely different, unless you just no. made a completely different origin. But um, it would be nice to see the Inhumans because. I think I really have to watch that TV show from beginning to end. Oh, God, don't. Well, it's only one season. It's and like eight, you know what? You know what it is? Medusa is one of my favorite characters in, in comic books. So I think i got to watch it just yeah, to see what they do I don't know if do they do it that. justice. They probably don't. Well, they obviously didn't do, any, do it at well, much justice at all. Quick, so. Because it got canceled really quick. But I'd be curious if they see if they try to reboot it a little bit. Because I'll be honest with you, the, the, the MCU has no bounds. They're just introducing stuff left and right. But it all comes down to the, 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 the House of Marvel that was built by Stan Lee and Roy Thomas and some other later people as well. Like, there's just so much to pull from. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause and we so, have more, and there's more cameos that we haven't yes, touched. Yeah, that we haven't even talked about yet, which we'll get at the end. So, I mean, we are at the end pretty much. There's, you know, well, we, already, we already talked about pretty much what happens with... Mm -hmm. Um, with Scarlet Witch and, and what America does showing her basically giving her what she wanted right like taking her to her children and yeah. and showing and showing them and the, the kids are scared so they end up running and she ends up seeing that she is the monster after all 
Um, before before that happened, what did you think of the the musical note fight scene between the two Doctor Stranges? I thought that was very weird. I thought that was just silly. It was silly. You know what? It's one of these things where you know people want to have like these set piece fights, and it's like you know somebody just had the idea, and someone said, you know what, that'll look good, and they both said, we don't care if it makes sense or not, it'll look good. Yeah, and it and it was interesting. I mean, visually, was, visually, visually, it was it was cool. It to was see, visually kind but of, but the fight was just it's, it was just it was, silly. It was stupid, but it was like one of these things where it's like you know what they don't care. Like you know, it's like you know, and, well, and, and it ends up killing the other Doctor Strange. Yeah, he yeah, gets flung like, out the window. You know, they just they're just doing impaled. stuff because it's different, and you know, someone they wanted that's what, you know they wanted to do something that looked looked cool. And it did look cool. It just made absolutely no sense. I now, thought it was goofy. Do you think? Do you think Wanda's dead? Oh, the way so she it, brings down. Ends? So she she basically once she comes to her senses, she she tries to destroy the actual well, monument. It comes of down article. to you know is is her contract up? <laughs> is the number of movies she signed for? She finally hit that number. Yeah, money money talks. You know what? Because isn't Division dead? No, like the one, the the white vision, right, from WandaVision, mm -hmm. he defeated the other vision, the one that she created. Oh, see, I forget. I, I forgot a lot of that. So I think that in that white vision, he left. He flew away. And I don't know if we've seen him again since. Yeah, okay. Because I was certainly like, you know, some of these, like, old guard people are just going to retire. Like, you know, yeah. you know, oh. Um, Tony Stark. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Chris Evans. Uh, Chris Evans, you know, gone. You know. Um, I mean, it's it's interesting that we these, have a lot of these. You know, you know, we have a Thor Black movie Widow, coming. She's yeah, out. she's she's gone. So, but you, we have we have a Thor movie coming. So mm -hmm. we're gonna get some familiar a fam, uh, familiar face. Now this is Thor four. Yeah, so Thor: Love and Thunder is coming. Is that the only movie with four movies? I mean. Aside from the Avengers, I mean, Avengers. The Avengers, really, Avengers is really Infinity, Infinity War Part One and Part Two is really what it was. Mm -hmm. They just spread it out, but yeah, but like solo movies, Thor, yeah, is at four, and I'm kind of looking forward. To, and then Guardians I'm Three, kind of looking forward to you know empowered Jane Foster, you know Jane Foster yeah. as um as Thor, yeah, Lady Thor. So we'll see that, and then like I said, Guardians Three is coming out. So you got you got two familiar franchises. Yeah, looking forward. To, looking forward to Guardians Three for sure. You know, I think next year we're supposed to get the second Black Panther film. I think they're gonna be pulling in Adam Warlock into. Oh, they have to. That was that was the big teaser at the end of the second film. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna. They, I mean, they are. They cast it. It's um. Oh, I forget the kid's name, but uh, if you saw his face, you'd recognize him. So one of the other cameos they. Uh, so at the very end, right? No, not even before that. Um, one of the uh, sorcerers at Comertage, um is he's like a green bull. Oh, that yeah, it's almost um, like a minotaur. He's almost. like a minotaur. Yeah. Um, in the comic books, that's uh, his name is Rintra. He's actually introduced in Doctor Strange number eighty from like the mid eighties, nineteen eighty five and nineteen eighty six. It's, it's like literally the second he's introduced in the last panel. Of Doctor Strange number eighty, and then he's fully, fully in Doctor Strange number eighty-one, and that's the last issue of the series. Okay. And I think he becomes—I don't know if he becomes a Sorcerer Supreme, but he probably was hung around for a little while. But um, it was good to see him, 
and I have those books. I'm happy with that. Not too many people can sign them, for sure. But um, and then at the very end, in the Easter egg, we get a character that I well, when the movie started, when we saw when me and Chris saw the movie, I, I think I, I, I think I even said this on the Thursday night. I said, uh, I said, not for nothing, Chris. They really should be introducing Clea at some point. Clea is in the comic books. I think it's she's from Dormammu's realm. She might even be related to Dormammu, but ultimately she leaves with Doctor Strange and becomes well, Doctor Strange's sidekick in the late 60s and 70s. You know, it's funny that you say that because, so in her little cameo, it's Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. She's, yeah. she's the one, and she comes out in this purple outfit, and she has this weapon that she ends up like, almost like cutting the fabric of reality yeah. like around them. But when that opened up, it looked very similar to Dormammu. the Dormammu's yes. realm when mm-hmm. Doctor Strange fought him in the first film. That it had that look to it. That like purplish, you know, Shimmery. color. Yeah, it, yeah, that was very interesting. I didn't. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a connection with that. Right. Uh, and then of course, Strange gets his, you know, third eye. Third eye, which is weird. But Chris even told me, Chris, you said you even said they said, who's that? And I said, well, it's, yeah. either, it's either Clea or Topaz, because Topaz was involved in there too. And, yeah, it's definitely Clea. And, the thing is, both of those characters, I think, have purple costumes. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm like, I, I, I'm like, it's got to be clear. And we, of course, we waited for the credits and saw Clea, Charlie Theron. And that's cool because Clea, Clea is actually really cool. Clea is like, you know, she's like, she was like, when, when, when Frank Brunner were, and, and a lot of the other Doctor Strange were drawing her in the 70s, she was actually like a really kind of cool, hip type of character. She was like, like not like a hippie, right, right. but she was like, you know, the, her costume was like really, you know, really sharp looking costume. When I, you know, and, and she was like Doctor Strange's mystical the, sidekick. They so were this is like the team. They did stuff together. This is what almost the, like his girl. I want. I don't know if it was his girlfriend. I'm, I think they were. They might have been romantically um, entangled. Okay. I think, but you know, because I said a lot of that. By the time I started reading Doctor Strange in the later seventies, she wasn't in it as much. Like, she was really big in the in the in the earlier seventies. You know, I just I don't know at this point in time who's going to end up being the the big bad that like ties these characters together. Oh, the big bad guy right? for everybody. Because like, so like we, who's going to be the, who's going to be the next Thanos? So the, the Avengers was the sixth film when all of those movies were coming out. Okay, and at the end of that, we see Thanos, and we know yeah. that that eventually is going to be end up being the big bad person. This is the fifth film, if you're counting Black Widow, and it's like at this point in time, we still really don't know. We don't have an underlying threat, right? Threading everything. Together. That's going to end up being the being the one that ties it all together. If I had to make a guess, I'm going to say Korvac. That's my official guess. My I mean, official we, guess is Korvac. So I mean, we get, you know, we got Thor coming out soon. So is that that'll be the sixth film? Is that our possibility that we see that we see at the very end of this movie that Doctor Strange will return? So we know he's coming back at some point. Whether it's a third solo film or a team up, we know he's coming back. So that there's definitely a lot of unanswered questions at this point as to which direction they're going in. 
Yeah. I th- I think they know what direction they're going in. Oh, no, no. They, I'm not saying They that. just have it. They do. They just, they're, they, not, they're not I th- you letting know, it out yet. I think they're just having a little bit of fun right now and doing some of these movies. Well, like you said, they're introducing without, a lot of these Without characters. having to have that underlying threat theme woven in yet. Yeah, no, like you said, I think for right now they're introducing all these characters and their worlds. You know what then... it is? I think they had to do that in the beginning, um, like the big gamble that paid off. But now that they know that they can pretty much do whatever they want, they're not forced to do an underlying threat to make people to come back. Yeah. You know, like they can, like, they're like, you know what? We, you know, people are going to see the Marvel movies, period. They've made their money. They know they're going to make money. And even if a movie doesn't do good, it doesn't derail their vision. They don't all of a sudden say, oh, we're going to stop making movies. They just, they, they, already, they already have all their movies no, it's lined planned up. Out. Yeah. Every single movie that they're making is planned out and lined up. And they're making it no matter what. Even if, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Bumblebee Jr. flops. You know, the, you know, like they, it doesn't matter. It doesn't derail the train. Right. Well, you have the, you have the third Ant Man film, right? Quantumania, that's coming out also, I think, next year. Yeah. So I think they have at least like three or four films next year that are coming out. They, they're they're putting out a lot of films in the next couple of years. And I think there's a She Hulk TV show coming. That's a Disney Plus series, Disney and then Miss Marvel is also getting a series as well. Yeah. So there's a lot. And um, uh, quick uh, Disney Plus Moon Knight. I saw the first episode of Moon Knight. It didn't pull me in at all. I hated it, and I, I don't know that I have a desire to watch the whole to watch it all, but I might. But I might not. Like I don't necessarily watch yeah. all the TV stuff. The only TV like I didn't watch Agents of Shield. I saw like a couple of couple of episodes of Agents of Shield, and I said I'm done. I saw the first two episodes of Inhumans. I was like, eh. I saw the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Eh. I enjoyed WandaVision. I watched the whole thing. I enjoyed Loki. I watched the whole thing. I don't know that not seeing all those other things really impeded my ability to understand and enjoy you saw the what movies. If. You watched what oh, if. I watched all the what ifs. Yeah. You know, I think, I think at the end of the day, I think I watched the three most important ones. Did you I, watch um, um, Hawkeye? I started watching Hawkeye, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but I actually want to watch the rest of it because I was yeah. enjoying that. I was enjoying Hawkeye. And so there's, there's a lot that's going on right now between the Disney Plus uh, series shows and, and the film. And, um, I mean, I'm sure everything will be revealed in due time. But, uh, I mean, until then, I think the next... But yeah, I'm going on record. I'm going to say Korvac. You're going to say Korvac. I'm All right. going with Korvac. I said, this was DC. I'd have my theories. Marvel, I'm going along for the ride. So yeah. we'll see. But, guys, I think that's our review. Um, so we liked it better than the first Doctor Strange movie? I liked it a lot better than the first Doctor Strange. I still thought it was, to me, it was, it was good. It, you know, it was, uh... It was, you know, and it was, it was only like a two-hour movie. It was. But it, I'll be honest with you, they, they fit a lot into that two hours. You know, to me, it was... It didn't lag. I, I thought it lagged a little bit in some I just spots, found some of the choices to be a little goofy. I just, I enjoyed this film better than the first one. I still... Thought the trailers did a really good job of hyping up the film, and it didn't live up to that. The different there was one scene where they were going through like all different multiverses, yes, all different universes. Like every three seconds, they went into a different universe, and I found that you know, you know, even though visually it looks cool, a lot of it made no sense. Like the universe where everybody is paint, 
Like, well, and you heard Americans say like, "Oh yeah, it's hard to eat there." Yeah, like you know, a lot of these things don't make sense. Like, you know, the whole, the whole, the whole point of the multiverse in in the Marvel comics was the concept of multiple universes, alternate universes, where right. different where, like, things, different happen. decisions, or like you made a different decision yeah. of what would happen. You know, different it, it events was, occurred. It was really like you know took up with like with what if you know right and, and, and like basically the rules of each universe is almost the same just as people did different things different things happened it, the, the, the foundation of reality wasn't different the foundation of reality is different in different dimensions you know like dormant mm -hmm. dimension right, right, right you know like that you know then things are a little I can see things a little bit like weird. the mirror verse like the Doctor Strange yeah like crazy than that but when you yeah. when you're dealing with an alternate universe of, of our universe, you know, everything's not going to be paint. <laughs> no, I know. You know what I mean? And then, like, when they were, like, like cut into, like, pieces. Yeah. At one point, instead of, like, traveling like, through. That's, yeah. You know, that's, that's, that to me made no sense. And then the whole thing where yours is the only universe where you got to pay for things. I'm like, that made no sense to me. Because mm -hmm. you're going to tell me that in all the, in most of the other universes, the concept of commerce well, it was only food. She oh. said food. Oh, food. Okay. Yeah. The, the only... She didn't say things. She said, like, you know, we don't pay for food in most of these universes. <laughs> Which is, I don't know, I think that, I, I, I think they were just like, they were just doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff and throwing a lot of stuff at the screen, yeah. whether it really made sense or not. And we forgot the biggest cameo of all. Bruce Campbell? Bruce Campbell in a Sam Raimi film. <laughs> Who would have thought as, it? As... Pizza Papa? Pizza Papa, right? He was yeah, Pizza yeah. Papa on a on one of the different universes. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I thought what Doctor Strange did to him was really wrong. <laughs> he like he put a spell on him that was gonna make him punch himself and do things. But he said it, it's gonna last for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And that's I, I actually thought that was actually kind of brutal. Like that's that wasn't right. But that's, I did. That's the jerkiness coming. Yeah, out. that's that was a. I'm like, I'm like, really? That's like, like, you know, like, it, like, oh, he should have, you know, it would have made more sense. If he said, yeah, it, it'll be over in a couple minutes. No, it's gonna be over in a couple weeks. That's uh -huh. that was that wasn't right. But then, and then the last ending was like we just see him like he finally stops like yeah. hitting himself. He says, it's over. It's, but, then it's he, over. but then he breaks the fourth wall and he, yeah, he looks at and he goes, it's over. But I, I did, I to me, I did find, and I don't know if this, I don't know if this was just me or Sam Raimi did this on purpose, but there. There are a couple of scenes in either Evil Dead 1, 2, or 3, The Army of Darkness, where Bruce Campbell's hand is possessed by a demon, and it's messing with him and punching himself. So having Doctor Strange do a spell in him where he starts punching himself, to me was like a little bit of an inside nah, joke right, yeah. to, the, to, the, to, that, to what happened in some and of the And knowing Evil that Dead it was films. rainy, yeah, right. you're most right. likely, you're probably correct. And I'll be honest with you, Bruce Campbell's getting a little on in age. I almost didn't recognize him at first. You were like, when you said that's Bruce Campbell, I feel like I was. Just, it took you a second. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was still in the process of trying to register who it was, yeah. and I think I would have came to the conclusion, but it didn't hit me immediately like a ton yeah. of bricks, which is what is usually the case because I think he's just gotten a lot older now. Um, I forget when his last cameo was in one of the, in one of Sam Raimi's films.
Spider-Man 3 is the last thing I can think of, but I don't know what I know Raimi's made stuff since then. Yeah. But uh but I think yeah. I think that covers all of the I think that covers all of the cameos. I think so. I mean, I think overall like I said I thought it was better than better than one, but yeah. Still I mean still not of my upper echelon I think of, uh, I gave the first films. Doctor Strange two stars at best and I think this is like two and a half at best. Yeah. And like I said, with the preview, I think I was expecting three stars. I was expecting a three star movie. I was really, I was really looking. For, I was. I, I liked I liked Strange a lot more in this film. I, I, I didn't see him as much of a, a jerk as like in the first one. I did like him a lot more. I think the third eye is going to be a little creepy going forward. I really hope that doesn't last long in the next film. Yeah, because it's weird. Yeah. It it really looks. Looks bad. Yeah. So we'll, I guess we'll we'll find out in, in another year or two whether we see him again. Yeah, but, hopefully uh, the eye is closed most of the time. <laughs> but guys, with that, I think we're going to say goodnight. Yep. Uh, everyone, enjoy your evening. Thanks so much for watching and listening, guys, and sharing yep. this with us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the review. See you next time with the movies. Take care.